Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude with our third and final message devoted to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Here is the entire sentence, which includes verses 18 through 21. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Please follow along as Pastor Harris explains what it means to be filled by the Holy Spirit, and how someone is filled in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Be Filled with the Holy Spirit, Part 3. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, right before that part about the fruit of the Spirit, he says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Be filled with the Spirit, walk with the Spirit. What's the difference? There really isn't any in practice. The the imperative in that verse is walk. You have to exercise your will and expend the energy to walk. But you walk by the Spirit. The Spirit enables you. The Spirit will control you. And then and only then do you have the divine enabling to overcome the flesh. Because the flesh battles against the spirit, the spirit battles against the flesh. Guess who gets to decide the direction? You walk by His Spirit. The same as saying, you be filled with His Spirit. So what is filling? It's control. God desires it. He desires you. He desires to have this close relationship with you. How is someone filled? by choosing to obey what God says, what the Spirit wrote for you. Third question, how does it feel, um, how does it feel to be filled? Now first I want to underscore that the reality of having a relationship with God, God the Father, Jesus Christ, God the Holy Spirit, is not a matter of feelings. The the tragedy in defining any part of this relationship by feelings is that you will draw conclusions about reality based upon how you feel, when in fact, reality is determined by what is true, what God says is true. And if you wind up deciding what you believe is true based upon your feelings, You have the world upside down. You need to take your feelings and adjust your feelings in light of the truth. Now, your feelings, well, they're they're real. How you feel? Well, that's how you feel. Right now you might be feeling 
tired. You might be feeling exhilarated. You might be feeling bored. You might think, oh, gee, am I getting sick? You can feel a lot of different ways. But if you're talking about your relationship with God, it all depends upon what is true and what you are trusting. Your feelings are real, but they're liars. Okay? You, you never can tell when they're telling you the truth. Sometimes you can feel good when you ought to be scared. You're just, you're just too dumb to realize how much trouble you really are in. Okay? You, can, you, you can feel, um, you can feel um, anxious when in reality you have a God that has you safe in His hands. You've got to adjust those feelings in light of the Scripture. Act on what is true, not what you feel like. Okay, I think you've heard all that before. Having said that, there are several things that I think can be said about the life of a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit. These are practical things, important things, and I promise you, these things will affect your feelings in some practical and beneficial ways. And the more often that your feelings go in the wrong direction, the more often you need to bring your feelings under the authority of the Scriptures and eventually change the direction. I came up with a list of five things from the Scriptures that can and should affect how you feel in your Christian life if you are filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll bet you could add to my five uh, pretty easily. Feel free. Number one, God provides us with peace that cannot be understood by anyone other than the one who experiences it. Famous verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that a great way to say it? It surpasses all comprehension. What does that mean? Uh, that's hyperbole. It, it, it's beyond anything that humanly you can say. As a matter of fact, it's supernatural. As a matter of fact, Jesus mentioned it before He went to the cross. Remember? Peace I give to you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. You in this world, you will have tribulation, but I've overcome the world. My peace I give to you. Now, if you look at Philippians 4, 7, and you want that peace which guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, understand the verse before that gives prerequisites for it. Rejoicing in the Lord, being forbearing to all men, refusing to be anxious, and praying with thankfulness. And those are just like the things that we said that come with filling of the Spirit, or the things that are your choice to do in order to walk with the Spirit. What can those possibly add up to other than choosing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit by obeying God's written word that He has given to you? A second thing that we can say, and this is just a repeat of what we've said several times already, but I want you to point out it does affect your feelings. The filling of the Holy Spirit is inseparable from the fruit of the Spirit. Every believer can and should manifest the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That should be your pattern of life. That should be your desire. When you feel that angry 
sensation boiling up, remember that's God's instant of calling you. He is calling you to choose to exercise love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. If, if that's the fruit that the Holy Spirit bears and you're going to be under the control of the Holy Spirit, that's going to be the fruit that's going to show in your life. That's just almost a tautology. Thirdly, the filling of the Holy Spirit produces awareness of your relationship with God. As you choose to do the things that make you under the control of the Holy Spirit, your sense of a relationship with God is going to grow. Romans eight sixteen and 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. What does it mean that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we belong to God? I've shared it with many of you. I've shared it from the pulpit several times. The, the, the morning after I gave my life to Christ, coming from a background of zero gospel exposure, I heard the gospel. He called me. I believed. I declared that Jesus is my Lord. And I said, come into my life and make me into the person that you intend me to be. I went to sleep that night. I woke up in the morning put my feet on the floor, I sat on the edge of my bed, and I said out loud spontaneously with no forethought whatsoever, good morning, Lord. I kind of looked around. Somebody else talking? No, I said that. Okay. So is, that is that some kind of super revelation? No. But then I eventually found Romans chapter 8. I thought, wow, that's an evidence of His Spirit in my life that I actually had a sense of reaching out and calling Him Lord. Your instinct to call upon God as your Father, your awareness that suffering in this life is worth it, that's all evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. People without the Holy Spirit are not prompted to call out, Abba, Father. Oh, God. They may cry out in desperation, but if you're His child, if you're in Christ, you turn to Him in trust, in in dependence, empty, uplifted hands. God, I need you. I'm yours. Where does that instinct come from? The Holy Spirit at work in your life. Just like a child instinctively runs to mom and dad for safety and comfort and guidance. Another dramatic evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit is that He is an enabler. He, he like we read in Ephesians chapter 3, He gives you the everyday enabling to do whatever it is He calls you to do. Remember He said in chapter 2, By grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not as a result of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which He prepared for us to do. So, which which He prepared beforehand. So, how are we able to do those good works? He's the enabler. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that works within us. That's the Holy Spirit. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.